You're listening to Never Face Data Loss Again by Cloud Ally, an open text company, providing secure backup and recovery from Microsoft 365, Salesforce, and more. Get helpful business tips from tech wizards and security experts on how to keep your company's data secure and resilient. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thought Leader Talks. Uh, to put it simply, if you're an MSP, you've been dubbed. Our thought leader for the month is a name ubiquitous with mentoring MSPs, Richard Dubb. Richard's blog has been a cornerstone in the MSP industry for over 15 years with over 3,000 blog posts to help MSP owners. When you have a talk with Richard, you'd understand perfectly well why. He's passionate about helping MSPs grow and scale their business, and he's very generous with sharing his proven insights, all of them based on over two decades of solid IT experience building a hugely successful MSP from the ground up and as a trusted advisor to hundreds of MSPs and enterprises on small IT business growth. Hi, Richard, and great to meet you. Thank you, Teresa. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> I feel as though you've set the bar for me, bar for me really high. I better uh, give good value here. <laughs> I'm sure you will. So Richard, um, um, talking about the MSP market, uh, the MSP market is expected to reach $411 billion in 2027 uh, at a very robust um, growth of 10.2%. So with such um, you know, robust growth, it can make it difficult for MSPs to find a niche for themselves. Can you share some pointers for MSPs to better differentiate themselves in a crowded market? Yeah, it's a, that's a really good question to start with, Teresa. So in terms of niching or niching, as right. our friends in uh, North America would say, right. uh, you know, the, the two ones that I typically see in the wider IT industry, so I'm not talking about managed service providers, tend to be geographic. Okay. So that is you are the only IT company within a certain distance. And if you've right. got that niche sewn up, brilliant. Uh, right. But in my experience, there's not too many. Uh, of those who have got an entire geographic uh, geographical market to themselves. Right. Uh, the other one tends to be technical. So people okay. are like uh, specialized in SharePoint or Linux or things like that. Okay. But, so those are two common ones. But when it comes to managed service providers, um, here in the UK, I don't see too many MSPs who are niching, who are focusing on a vertical. And I think it's a missed opportunity because in North America uh, and other parts of the world, I do see MSPs that focus on a specific vertical. So it could be financial services or healthcare or something like that. Right. But to the MSPs who don't have a niche at the moment, what I would say is it doesn't necessarily need to be focused on a specific vertical. So you don't have to be going after professional services or healthcare or education, anything like that. What okay. you could niche down on and okay. differentiate yourself is by niching on the type of client that you work with. So okay. let me give you an example. I know of one MSP uh, based out of uh, Los Angeles who works with uh, young creative businesses. Now that's a way to differentiate yourself, isn't it, Teresa? Because if you are going through Google, and you're looking for an IT company in the local geography, and you see loads of them that just say, I do IT support in Los Angeles. Right. Which one do you choose? But if you see yourself as a young, creative business, and right. then you find a Google listing that says, we work with young and creative businesses, people are going to be interested, more interested in working with you. So you know, niching as a whole is a very powerful way to, to grow your IT business, but 
don't uh, stand on the fact that you have to niche in a vertical. You can niche by working with a type of client. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, fine tune your target persona. Yes, indeed. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's good advice. And what advice would you give emerging MSPs struggling to formulate their sales and marketing strategies, particularly with respect to lead generation? Oh, another great question. So I will be upfront here. When I started my managed service provider business, right. uh, I did so because I'm a techie. I'm a geek. <laughs> I love working with technology and right. I was good at helping people. Right. But then all of a sudden, what I found was, um, you know, I needed to sell myself to other people. As the business grew, you know, word of mouth only takes you so far and then you need right. to be in sort of sales situations. So the first piece of advice I'd give to any uh, either aspiring MSP or new MSP that's similar to me where the business owner is perhaps uh, a technician uh, uh, primarily is invest in sales training. You know, so yeah. I did uh, training with a, an organization called Sandler Sales Training. Uh, it's a big investment of time and money. I will say that up front, but it paid dividends for me. Okay. Now, even if you, you are not prepared to invest that time and money, there are brilliant sales trainers and books and mentors that you can find out there. So there's a brilliant book, for instance, that, that I recommend to people called Selling Technology, The Sandler Way. Okay. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a, a fairly short read. You can read it in a couple of hours or whatever. Just gives you some ideas. The point to this is you want a system when you go into a sales meeting. You want to, instead of making it up on the fly, you right. want to be able to go in there and go, right, I know what I'm going to ask. I know when I'm going to keep quiet. And I know when I'm going to listen. And so you ask the right questions, you listen to the responses, and, and you respond accordingly to that. So, so that's the first thing I would say. Now, that's when you've got a sales uh, right. meeting come through. Before the sales, of course, you've got to attract people who are interested right. in working with you. Now, this is an area that managed service providers, uh, I'm going to be upfront and honest here, I think they do it really, really badly. I okay. think marketing is something that MSPs neglect. Okay. And I would encourage every MSP to put effort into consistent marketing. You can be the best IT company in the world, but if nobody knows about you, <laughs> what is the right. point? So marketing, you know, can be as simple as uh, you can be uh, engaging with people on social media. LinkedIn is a, a gold mine for MSPs trying to find local businesses okay. that they perhaps could work with. My personal approach when I was running my MSP business was uh, to utilize what is now known as content marketing. Right. And that is, uh, you know, blogging. You very kindly mentioned, you know, I've written over 3,000 right. blog posts. People will probably be sick to death of reading my blog post by now. But that has been written over sort of 15, 20 years as, a, as an MSP and as a consultant now. And what blogging did for me, Teresa, was... It allowed me to uh, demonstrate my uh, knowledge uh, to other people so they were aware of my expertise. But it allowed people to learn fr uh, from me and learn to trust me. Right. So there's an old adage, isn't there, that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. I think, you know, uh, m most everyone in the world appreciates that. Right. Blogging and content marketing was a way of demonstrating my expertise allowing people to get to know me, hopefully like me and trust me. And what I found was when I went into sales situations as a result of the content marketing that I did, 
more than 90% of the job has already been done. When I sat down with them, it was a, it was our sale uh, to make. Okay. So for anybody you know watching this and thinking, well, content marketing, blogging, podcast, videos, all those type of things, I'm not sure it's for me. Uh, I'll, I'll give a second book recommendation here. I'm a big book reader, as you okay. can see from all the right. books behind. Uh, and the book is called They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. Uh, wonderful book. It's nothing at all to do with IT. Okay. But there is a ton to learn from it about answering people's questions and building up trust uh, and in your uh, marketing and who you are. So hopefully that gives some ideas. You've got to get people through the door, okay. uh, first of all, and that's where the marketing comes in, content marketing. But right. then when you go into the sales meeting, have a system. Right. And especially with digital marketing, I mean, you can using good content, you can both uh, uh, get your leads and nurture the leads, as you said, you know, so that they're ripe and ready for you when you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I will say for anybody watching this who's thinking, well, I, I, I'm not a good writer. I couldn't blog. I don't want to do a podcast. I feel uncomfortable doing video series. You know what Teresa's doing here is a form of content marketing, isn't it, Teresa? Right. It you is. Know, I'm hoping that our conversation is valuable and educational for the market. Yes. But, uh, you know, you are giving help to people through our yes. conversation there. Yes. And, you know, hopefully that raises the profile of uh, Cloud Ally and more people are going to speak to you. So, Right. It's high value content. So, yes, you know, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, moving on. So, uh, you know, we touched upon it. The aftermath of the pandemic has turned digital transformation from a buzzword to a must have. Uh, so what are some practical ways that MSPs can digitally transform their application stack uh, business model? And yes, we spoke about the marketing strategy earlier on. Oh, digital transformation. You're absolutely right. Marketing buzzword. So if anybody is playing buzzword bingo uh, <laughs> while they're listening to this, well, you can tick that one off. That's true. <laughs> it really used to be a buzzword, didn't it? Now, yes. what I've noticed over the last 18 months, the pandemic, everything, it's gone from being a buzzword to being an actual thing that clients yes. are asking MSPs for. Right. Um, and, and so for anybody unfamiliar with what digital transformation is, if I was to really boil it down, what it is, it's helping clients to, to do more, to do things faster, better, and cheaper through the use of technology. So most of us as managed service providers have gone into our client sites, uh, had a look around, and we see the way they do things, uh, run their own businesses, and we think, ah, that's probably not very efficient, that's not very uh, optimized. And so digital transformation could be as simple as saying, hey, I noticed that you're still using a written order form when right. you take calls from a client and then you fax that order form across to a supplier. And I notice you still do that. Can I speak to you about how we uh, do that? So we've got an online ordering system and it automatically sends uh, the orders to suppliers and it cuts back on the amount of time that we spend processing orders, and it also makes sure that the orders are processed more accurately. Is that right. something that you might be interested in? And so those are the types of conversation that had. Digital transformation doesn't isn't just a buzzword anymore. It's about helping people use technology to do things faster, better, and cheaper. The great news is the business that you've built as an MSP is probably at the cutting edge of, uh, of what digital transformation is all about. So the business that you've got can serve as a great template 
for you to have conversations right. with your clients and say, look, here's how we do things. Do you think that could be helpful to you? And for me, digital transformation is as simple as that. It's always been about helping the client uh, to use technology better. But now uh, with the pandemic and everybody trying to do more right. with less, it becomes really, really important. I think it's a huge growth area for MSPs. It's like a lifeboat in these times, right? To, yeah. yeah. And, and let's be honest, Teresa, one of the other things during the pandemic, what we realized was that every business is a technology business. That's true. Because everybody needed to work from home. They needed to use email They and, and all these things. So, you know, it's no longer a case of people saying, oh, you know, we'll stick with how we are. Every business uses technology now. So it's a great opportunity for MSPs. That's true. And, uh, you know, um, talking further about our current situation, uh, the remote hybrid workforce is here to stay. So based on your mentoring of MSPs, what are some of the key challenges that MSPs face to survive and grow during this new normal with a remote hybrid workforce? And uh, how would you suggest any suggestions to overcome these challenges? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? So if, if we rewind to March 2020, when the pandemic first kicked off oh. and we're, we can laugh about it now can't we Teresa? but at the time oh, no. it was quite stressful now i spoke to clients msps uh and uh, i'm a part of the online community to the, the tech tribe and we had msps saying look we're getting clients bombard us saying can we move to the cloud can you enable our, pe our people to work from home uh, digital transformation, all of these things that we've uh, talked about, they were bombarded by them. Right. So if we, and I call it the great working from home rush, that's what took place last March. But as you rightly say, we've reached a point now where some people are starting to go back into the office, but some people just don't want to. Right. Uh, and other, other businesses have decided, well, we don't need an expensive office. We're going to continue working from home. So we, we are in a situation now where MSPs have got a deal with not just one site, but multiple sites, hardware, software, users, services distributed across so many different sites. People working from home, from cafes, from offices, all over the place. And the thing I would say to MSPs is, you know, don't try and fight this. Embrace okay. it because it opens up opportunities for you. So one opportunity that I would um, hugely encourage MSPs to look into, if you've got clients who, who have got staff still working from home, chances are they are working on consumer grade equipment. So right. stuff, cheap laptops and home PCs. And yes. uh, uh, Teresa, I had one MSP tell me at the start of this, that they had a client get in touch with them with a Windows 95 laptop. Wow. <laughs> and they said, can you make Straight this work from the museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a huge opportunity to speak to the clients who are still working from home to say, hey, if this is going to be a permanent fixture, let's talk to you about business-grade equipment. Let's talk to you about business-grade laptops. Let's talk to you about good quality chairs right. for your office. Let's talk about dual monitors. Let's talk about good quality webcams. Also, let's have a conversation about the broadband that you've got at home because it's probably consumer grade and not really fit, uh, you know, for, for purpose, what we're trying to do with the business. Let's talk about security. Yes. How can we keep staff secure when they're at home? VPNs and um, uh, secure remote working, things like that. So many opportunities there. But I think MSPs traditionally have looked at uh, working from home as like this thing that people do some of the time. 
Now, this is a part of everything that you've got to look after. Right. So I think there's there's a huge amount of uh, opportunity in there. Uh, and, you know, going back to the distributed workforce as well, have your have conversation with clients about security, about cloud services, about how you can manage them, because this is where you can add real value to your okay. client's life. They know that they need to do something, but they're not right. sure what you can help them uh, go down that path, take the right turns when they need to. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was laughing about it because even though it seems just two years ago, it it uh, it actually seems like a decade ago. So much has been disrupted and changed in yeah. just such shorter time. So yeah. it could be a great opportunity. Yes, You're it right. could. And I will say one final thing on the, the whole WFH working from home. <laughs> MSPs, and there's going to be lots of MSPs watching this who right. are can't wait for everybody to go back to the office because they are sick of supporting rubbish equipment at home. That's true. But, but as you've said, Teresa, the world isn't going to just snap back to the way it was. This is the new, the people say that if you're playing buzzword bingo, this is the new normal. The normal. <laughs> this is what yes. we talk about. <laughs> um, so rather than get frustrated, I want managed service providers to think about how they can lower their cost of support and increase their revenue by helping clients with better working from home options. Because if you've got business grade equipment, if you've got uh, security in place, good yes. cybersecurity, if you've got um, the uh, business grade broadband in place, there's going to be less service tickets for you to have to right. deal with, right. which lowers your cost of support, which increases your profits and your client will be happy. So it's a win-win. Win-win. <laughs> That's true enable your customers to to fit in and and thrive in this era yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and um, you know uh, with um, this pandemic and you know it, it it has been on the rise like there's been a massive growth in the adoption and popularity of cloud technologies uh, I, what uh, tips would you give MSPs keen on strengthening their cloud portfolio and leveraging cloud-based business models, you know, which promise agility, scalability, pay-as-you-go pricing to increase their revenue? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting one. If you, as an MSP watching this today or an IT company, do not start forging relationships with cloud uh, solution providers, we've got Microsoft, we've got Google, but there's so many others in the market as well. If you don't start building those relationships and offering options to your clients, they will go and make their own decisions because okay. all it takes now is a smartphone, a credit card, and they're mm -hmm. up and running. So they will cut you out of the uh, uh, the loop there. It's And then as an MSP, you'll end up trying to get all of it to work, <laughs> which can create <laughs> headaches for you. Right. So it's, it's much better that A, build relationships with cloud specialists. So there are partners out there, people you can partner up with who know about Microsoft Azure, who um, can help you through the M365 um, um, landscape, all of these different services, solutions, everything else that's going on out there. You know, partner up with somebody who can be your support. In the old days, Teresa, when, you know, I've been in this industry a long time, right. uh, prior to hosted computing, prior to cloud computing, we used to work with distributors who would help us choose the best laptops and the best routers and this, that, and the other. The distribution market has moved on now. So you've got cloud solution providers, cloud distributors who, who help out. 
right. you know, Zix, other people in the market can help out with this type of thing. Um, I would encourage MSPs to build that relationship up, but then realize that where you're going to make the money on cloud computing is not on selling it. Because if you sell uh, an Office 365 license, you make a markup, you make a margin. It's not very much. Right. Um, what I would encourage MSPs to be doing is to realize that they have got all the knowledge up here that their clients need to successfully use these cloud services. So if they partner with somebody who can make it easy for them to provide the cloud services, then the MSP can provide the expertise and the support that enables them to make good money, good margin. That is valuable. So when it comes to MSPs doing cloud, don't just sell licenses. Think about how you can package the license to provide a valuable solution to your clients. I hope that makes sense for people watching. Right. So more of a successful adoption and to optimize their use of, of the cloud yeah, technology. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. MSPs have got the knowledge. Clients right. know that they need to move to cloud services, but that's don't true. really know what the best avenue to take is. That's where MSPs can help. Uh, Richard, it's been wonderful talking to you and you've provided wonderful insights that I'm sure will be very helpful to our MSPs, CSPs, resellers, uh, VARs listening in. Thank you so much, Richard, and I look forward to uh, um, connecting with you again. My pleasure. I, should, I will say it's been a pleasure talking to you, Teresa. If any of your community right. wants to continue the conversation with me, I'm really easy to find online. Right. Uh, just go along to my blog, www.tubblog.co. UK. You can find me on social media. Just do a search for Richard Tub MSP. They will find me. And you've got great podcasts too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love uh, Tub Talk, the podcast. <laughs> oh, consultant. So right. You can find it all on the blog. So. Right. Thank you so much, Richard. Thanks, Bye -bye. Teresa. My pleasure. You are listening to Never Face Data Loss Again by Cloud Allies.